hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Two Concerned Bros. My name is David, alongside my co-host Vu. We discuss various topics that we're concerned about. Today we got Climate Clock, Music Masters, Ice Detention Centers, and Babies Raised by Androids. We hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast, and let's just jump right into it. There. Hello, hello. What's up? <laughs> what up, man? Yeah, uh, I, go ahead. No, tell me. So you're, you went to Oklahoma and you're still in Oklahoma. Oklahoma City or where exactly? Yeah, I'm in Oklahoma City recording um, live, live from Oklahoma. You know, okay. <laughs> I, I, I love Texas. I'm a Texans at, Texan at heart for till the day I die. I always say Texas forever because of, you know, Varsity Blues, right? As, oh, no, not Varsity Blues, Friday Night Lights. Okay. Um, and to me, Oklahoma has always been like, you know, the backyard of Texas, right? That's what they kind of call it or whatever, or the pool of Texas. I think I saw a meme about that. But I don't know, man. Oklahoma is growing on me just a little bit. Sure. Just a little I've, bit. I heard good things about Oklahoma City, that it's a nice town. That's pretty uh, – oh, it's a nice area. I've never been. I don't think I've ever been to any part of Oklahoma. I mean, Really? No, I don't think – yeah, I don't think I've ever been, ever. Maybe, actually, no, maybe on my way up to – Colorado I may have touched it no I think I went through New Mexico and I didn't I didn't touch Oklahoma at all no but what's it like have you been there before several times or is that like I, a freaking area you go when you go to Oklahoma you know I'm I'm new to Oklahoma City I've been to Oklahoma um a couple times now like you know I've been to the casino here, here and there um and and drove up kind of drove drove through Oklahoma um I'm here mm. obviously you know for for work and all that good stuff but um Oklahoma City is is brand new to me and my first time here my perspective of it was like it was kind of like dallas but dallas like 10 or 15 years ago hmm. if that makes sense yeah it, and the reason behind that is because like they are they're kind of this uh it's it, the architecture and it feels like is you get the sense of like it's it's burgeoning like it's you know it's it's becoming in itself like something you know whatever that may be um, mm. I, obviously Oklahoma City, I think had an identity before, but I, th- I think it's, it's growing into something that's a bit more identifiable across the nation and maybe the world who knows, but mm. yeah. so kind of like, so Dallas, basically a decade or two lagging, something like that. Exactly. Yeah. And there, I, I think the reasoning behind that is because, um, I think industry is probably one of the main reasons why, and probably, probably location maybe, but mm. you know, Oklahoma has traditionally been like, um, um, you know, focused on oil and gas, I would say is probably their main industry. And then they also have, you know, gambling, casinos, you know, Indian reservations and stuff here. I wouldn't say that's a main industry, but like, you know, that's, that's a part of their, their, who they are. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think they're, they're growing a bit more and expanding, um, their perspective. So the reason I'm up here is like for anybody who's listening, who doesn't know, I work in the cannabis industry in cannabis tech specifically. And Oklahoma, you know, traditionally is a this very kind of, I would say, poor state compared to others. Um, just like there's a large rural population that's you know living in poverty and, and and so forth. And it's interesting because you would never think that Oklahoma, you know, kind of this in your mind like this country cowboy state would like adopt be so quick to adopt cannabis mm-hmm. and marijuana, right? And but they have, and it's dude, it's, it's pretty dope. It's pretty cool to see, you know. Hmm. Interesting. Um. So how many how many days are you there for just one? Do you, do you make these trips often for for work, or is this just like a a spontaneous kind of trip you had to make? 
Yeah, uh, I think this one was this one was kind of spontaneous, but I usually try to come up like um, like once a month. Go check on the harvest. Check on the harvest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I wish I had a harvest. We don't have harvest. We don't we don't actually touch the plant, but you know um, maybe one maybe one day maybe one day. Okay. Um, All right. Um, so I have your list here of some of our topics that we wanted to discuss. And I know one of them was. One that I also had written down, and it was uh, um, the climate clock, that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so what part of New York is this at? I, I think the area looks familiar, but I couldn't tell. It's just like lower Manhattan, or do you spe- do you know exactly where that building's at? Yeah, it's, it's Union Square. Union Square is like oh. a popular place in new york uh i don't know if you you know like in movies and stuff like that but um it's where like those guys sit and play chess mm-hmm. it's like oh. that it's that area yeah and pe- there's people there and like, there's buskers too as well who like performing stuff like that i don't know if you remember this but like back in the day there used to be a um a commercial for truth like the cigarette company and they had like the sign i don't know if you hmm. remember that no. that and it was like that countdown timer or no it was a it was a it was a count of how many smokers i no no deaths from smoking splash cancer or lung cancer um there's a there's a timer there and it's a pretty popular commercial back in like you know in our youth or whatever but essentially there it's in the same location as that okay or it's somewhere, not, or somewhere it's, nearby it's not what replaced it though right i mean because where's the one where the um, the debt deficit thing where like 30 Ooh. billion do- trillion dollars in debt there's a, there's a clock of that one too right somewhere in new york near wall street i think or where I don't know, but I, I think there's another one like that. Yeah, I believe so. I don't know if I've ever seen that one, but but yeah. Um, yeah. I was, what, it's strange, though, because uh, I was listening to one of the interviews with the guy, and they have it real-time based, meaning they're, monitor, they're, they're observing the, uh, this, the emissions, and based on that, they, the clock can go slower or a, or a little bit faster. I thought that was strange how they're doing that. Anyways. Yeah, absolutely, man. And um, it, it, because, it, you know, it changes, right? With uh, the, the clock is based on consumption. And um, like, if you look at it, I, I was reading about it uh, kind of before this too. It's like, there's a deadline of like when essentially we need to shift and, and uh, for away from like fossil fuels and, and carbon emissions before it's like no point of return. And then th- that's kind of like the, the countdown deadline timer or whatever. And then next to yeah. that, I think in the green digits is like how much of our energy source is coming from renewable energy. Hmm. so so the idea is that once those seven years are up that there's just no hope for humanity there's just we're just gonna head on the collision course and and it's it i mean that's the understanding right with uh the seven years being complete without any without any action or anything Um, exactly yeah exactly i wonder (laughs) i wonder i would be very curious about the last day or the last hour i wonder if there'd be a spike in crime in, in the in the in the area you know, like a form of apathy, just kind of a cloud of apathy just came over the residents of that <laughs> that little neighborhood. And they're like, well, shit, you know, we only got six hours and I don't think anything different's happened. I think we're still doomed. So I might as well just rob this convenience store or mug this old lady or I will smoke this spliff <laughs> or whatever. Uh, I can really I, see some dude being really witty and be like, hey, baby, we only got like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> so how about we skip the extra drink and just hit to my place <laughs> i could totally i could totally see that when you said that i was i was imagining that scene from the joker like the one of the final cut scenes where like he's riding through his heads out the window like of the of the uh cop car oh and, yeah uh, 
Yeah. And like everybody's like just doing, you know, doing crazy shit like in, in the background, sure. like rioting, things like that. But yeah, yeah. potentially, potentially, man. It's, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's so inspirational, like not inspirational, but like, uh, I guess it is. I mean, for, for myself, like that people are starting to like, you know, um, vocalize like how important climate change is and how, 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 you know, how we should start making a change. Like it's been a thing for a long time now, but like it's mm-hmm. starting to, I think hit a tipping point where people are starting to like realize. And, uh, do you remember Greta, Th- Greta Thunberg? The, um, sure, she's the, sure. yeah, the, 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 the young girl, I forget where she's from. I don't Holland? know if she's Norwegian. Holland maybe. Yeah. I guess she was, um, Dutch know. or something. Yeah. I anyway. So. But yeah, she's like, to me, like, man, she, she's like, uh, like such a symbol, right. Of like, of changes coming potentially. Right. I mean, I, I potentially, I, I have all hope in the world that I think it is, it is coming. And I think the next generation is starting to realize like the implications of that, you know, if we, if, sure. if we don't change, but then again, like human nature, I don't know. I don't know if we really understand like what no. the consequences are. So we're terrible at predicting future consequences. I mean, mm-hmm. on, we're just on the individual level for sure. And then on a group level, it's just so bureaucratic. I, I, I'm hopeful, but I don't think we're going to be able to like turn the ship around quick enough for it. I think by then, it will, we'll just there's going to be too many. I mean, we're having a hard time now just steering the ship. I mean, fast forward, you know, 10 years from now, more mass migration, more like refugees, famines, more heat waves and all these things. I, I don't see us being able to juggle it all, honestly. I think Absolutely. it's I think it's going to be very evident that those who have money are able to protect themselves against the symptoms of that but I think inequality would rise and I don't know the majority of the people are going to get affected for sure. I don't see it as a happy ending because I it just seems like what else, what have we done that I mean besides going to the moon and the space station like that's in comparison to try to save the earth, that's a very, <laughs> that's, like a, that's like a, like a third grade project in comparison to the real project you need to do, which is like save the planet, not just put up a, you know, a, a large aluminum can around orbit. But I mean, there's other things we've done. It's possible. It's possible. Absolutely. But, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, it's almost like we have better hope moving in. It's funny to say, but we have better hope, like, like, uh, populating a new planet than we do repopulating a new planet than we do like, like earth. Right. And that's fucking scary to say, you know, in, in it's actual, true. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's, but it, that's such a, uh, I don't know, just such, such a trashy mentality though. Like, you know, we'll just start somewhere else new. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you know what? I, I, like, I'm not going to clean the dishes. I'd rather just buy a whole new set. Or, like, or it's, just, it's just, like, the lazy American, just in a very global human scale of just, like, yeah, you know what? Like, we could clean the place up or we can just move out. It's <laughs> funny. No, but I don't even think repopulating is possible. I mean, somewhere else, without nature, I mean... What was did you ever see the movie? Um, uh, is it Ad Astra with Brad Pitt? Did you ever see that one? Oh, Ad Astra, yeah, yeah. What'd you think about that? Did you see the rooms, the the nature rooms? And those looks like a trip, though. I mean, those look a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I um I feel like I might be mis- uh, confusing the movie with um, The Martian. No, I think that's- no, no, no. Yeah, Ad Astra is the one where Brad Pitt has to go find his father who's disappeared. 
Oh, I, I'm probably going to ruin this for somebody who hasn't seen it. So spoiler alert. But he goes, like, crosses, like, several planets. I think his father was in, in some spaceship behind Neptune or Jupiter looking for um, um, signs of life and never came back, like, lost connection. And the military is trying to get a hold of him, so they uh, they send Brad Pitt, his son, to go look for him. Anyways, it's it's about the love of a son to his father spanning multiple, <laughs> you know, that kind of romantic shit. Anyways, but it's good, though, because there's a couple of scenes that, that are really noteworthy. One where he's at the moon spaceport, which is really interesting, and and what happens there. So that's a good scene. I, rec- I recommend watching it. And then there was something else. Well, anyways, to cope with the long space travel, they put him, they put him in this room where it's just... Um, basically nature sounds with projections, visuals of nature around him. It just looks like a really psychedelic place to eat some mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. But anyways. Uh, so on the, on the topic of, of space relevant movies and, and traveling to new worlds. So um, one thing I had written down was uh, this new series from HBO called raised by wolves. Did you get it? Do you, do you know yeah. about it? Uh, I've heard about it. I looked into it, and I saw, I saw, I saw a little bit of it. Yeah, no, tell me about it. Uh, yeah. But I haven't, I haven't jumped into the series. No, I, okay. I don't have HBO anymore. Apparently, the uh, I guess Apple did like a like an update. So now the old, I have an old generation Apple TV that doesn't support HBO. Oh, that's what's up that's, with that, man? That's some that's some garbage. Like, hey, that's that's Apple for you. That's, that's, that's their mantra for real. It really that's is. That's their mantra. Yeah. Get rid of the old, buy the new, right? That's what they yeah. that's what they do. That's what they specialize in. But well, I, so I, so I won't ruin the series for you, but uh so Raised by Wolves essentially is, is similar to what we're talking about, which is like um the setting is sometime in the future, I don't know what year it is specifically, like 2100 whatever. Anyways, Earth has become this like apocalyptic war zone and um it's being destroyed and, and, and so forth. And um, it, it's, it's essentially, it starts to become kind of this religious war that happens on, on earth too, as well, between like atheists and believers. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, what happens is one of the, the atheists, they um, send out, uh, and this, in, in this world, androids exist. They're like a real thing. And like, you know, they're, they're mm-hmm. as, as human as almost human basically. But um, essentially what, what happens is that um, this atheist, like creator, I don't know what he is, kind of a mad scientist. He creates this ship, um, these two androids, and then he sends them into this new world. I don't know what the name of the planet is. I think it's called like Kepler or something like that. But sends them to a new, new planet that's unpopulated with the goal of uh, – uh, with uh, he sends them with like six or six babies or something like that with the goal of like the androids raising these babies so these new you know, six babies can be the initial colony that repopulates and pushes the human race forward. Hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, and one of the reasonings, I guess one of the reasons behind that is like, he, he wants them to start fresh with like these androids who like have a different perspective on life. Right. Um, not taking the baggage of like human, you know, of human history with them and starting a new kind of thing. Mm. When, um, yeah. Cause I, I, I looked it up today when, when you sent it and when I read androids, for some reason, my mind wasn't clicking on like robots and androids. I was thinking like, raised by androids like yo what what are parents doing now i was thinking like parents were just like leaving their kids in front of like an actual android phone or a tablet like oh like these kids are getting brainwashed what happens if there's hackers like what if they're like sending like subliminal messages to these children while they're being quote unquote like 
taught by this virtual thing. But no, man, that's <laughs> that was a dumb moment. But no, that's that sounds crazy. I looked up to uh, I looked up on it, and like, yeah, the Android is trying to like instill like atheistic beliefs or something like that, and and I don't know, it was it was, it was interesting, strange for sure. Um, yeah, it's very, very strange for sure. And it's, it, it's, it's interesting because like, yeah, they, they involve like, you know, human history with, with kind of religion too. And like, you get to see kind of both sides of it, but, but just what you were saying, just popped an idea, popped, not an idea, but a memory popped in my head of something I was reading one time about YouTube's algorithm. So, um, if you play, so YouTube had a problem with like, you know, their, uh, recommendation engine and also their content moderation on their platform for videos. So a lot of like, you know, I don't know what you call them, hackers or just evildoers, whatever you want to call them. What they did was they would they would um, splice in subliminal content and like like really bad things into like these child videos. Mm-hmm. So like imagine like a Barney video, right? Where like the first you know ten minutes of it is Barney singing or whatever. In the middle of it is like just like really bad stuff. Some and then are reading the end- like Mein Kampf. Yeah. <laughs> or is something just very oh sexual <laughs> yeah dude exactly basically though that that that's what was going on and i was like this is really messed up like you know who who sat there and thought about this was like you know what i'm gonna do this to some five-year-olds like dude. that's yeah and exactly that well just that kind of brainwashing whatever that's what when i was watching the the what's the thing called the Neuralink thing from uh from elon mm-hmm. musk i was like what if, what if that gets hacked and like, what if they, what, what if someone hacks a system or what if there's like some backdoor, like agreement with McDonald's to, I don't know, make you crave fries or something. And then you are in the drive-thru getting McDonald's because there was just been a hacker or just something just making you craving certain products or whatever. I don't know. Oh. I feel like I mentioned this before, but I mean, I, I just, I'm curious with the level of hacking in the future for something like Neuralink. Of course, they would probably advertise that it couldn't. But I mean, oh, anything can be hacked. Anything, anything can be hacked. Yeah, exactly. And just like uh, Cambridge Analytica, like who's to say Elon Musk doesn't get sent like two billion dollars from Jack in the Box, and you've never been a Jack in the Box in your life, and now you got that thing wired into your brain, and they're sending all these impulses, and then you're just craving the Jack, ordering like shit ass food <laughs> at, <laughs> at two in the morning and you're not even drunk you're like yo like i got up i got kids i gotta wake up in the morning and i'm here at joaquin in la caja like dude like, <laughs> something's wrong man something's truly wrong dude i don't doubt that they would be that cynical i would not doubt i would not doubt that for one minute Oh, absolutely, man. Like human mind control has been like a goal for a really long time. And like, you remember the CIA case that happened? What is it called? Like, um, uh, MK Ultra, man. LSD. MK Ultra, bro. Yeah, yeah LSD. Man. Like human, like mind control. Like, like they, that's been a goal for many, many, many organizations for a long time. And I'm not, I would be surprised if Neuralink is, is in line with that too, you know, potentially. So for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, the CIA and the and the LSD and the Unabomber and all that stuff. That stuff is crazy. Um, it really is. <laughs> yeah, but no, man, MK Ultra is real, man. Look, have you seen Britney Spears' Instagram account? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> for some reason, someone I, I don't know if this is like a, a, a something that's being like written about in articles, but someone sent me something. Uh, that Britney Spears is an MK Ultra, and that's always been a rumor. But dude, if you look, if you get on her, if, if you check on her Instagram account, it is strange, man. It really is strange behavior. She's like on this top. She's always dancing, and and she just looks tired. She looks like she really is being like 
you know, dosed on low levels and being manipulated in some way is very mm. strange. And if you read the comments, they're like, Brittany, if you're in trouble, wear the color red tomorrow. And then she never, but she never does it. She never wears the color <laughs> red. And I'm like, yo, like you got me freaked out. And I'm not even a fan. Like there's like multiple videos of you in posts that are just, just uncanny, weird behavior that you would, I don't know. She looks like, no offense to her, maybe, maybe she is going through something heavy, but it, it, it looked like they regressed her to like a younger state of mind. I don't know. <laughs> For anybody that's listening, I encourage you to go and tell me there isn't something weird because there's something weird. Yeah, I've I, I seen it. I've seen, I seen her Instagram a couple of times. I've seen uh, recently, I think it was like actually a few months ago. I know she had like a boyfriend or something like that, but it is weird. You know, I, I, I tried to psychoanalyze it when I was on there. And like she reminds me of like whenever I see old pictures of like child actors you know, mm. or not old pictures, but new picture child actors. It's almost like. I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I, if this is correct or anything like that, but like kind of just my, my opinion or my guess on it. Like, I feel like she spent so much of her life as like this teen pop star, right? No childhood, right? Relatively. And like progress into life being like, you're Britney Spears. Like, that's who you are. You know how to dance. You know how to sing. You're like the star for all of these girls. And it's like, now she's kind of like, you know, like, uh, kind of disappearing from like the public eye or whatever. It's like, how do I regain my sense of self? Maybe she went through an episode of like trying to figure out herself. And now she's like dancing on camera to see if her old Britney can come back. Like herself can come back. She's like trying to find her identity. She's, it's like a cry for help through, through Instagram. And through dancing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And through dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't but, know. And, and in a way, you could you can even say that that's like an extension of like the record label and the music industry mind controlling her. Really, like they condition her to think that like like for you to for you to be yourself, you need to be. Yeah, she's doing been so conditioned to be a performer that the only thing she can can do now in whatever state she is is perform. And, and, and yeah, she's she's working with the shovel that was given to her in a very early early age, and it's like. But it's strange because it's it's like she can't escape the. I mean, we don't know. She may have other hobbies. <laughs> yeah, I, hope <laughs> but I hope she does. But I, I, you know, I don't. I feel like she's somebody that like she's sitting in her living room, not doing anything. She's just there breathing, and you're just walking by the hallway, and you're like, "Yo, how long have you just been here?" Like, <laughs> like I just feel like she does. Like she like she shuts down in a robotic way. And just like she's like in some kind of like sleep mode until she's awakened by somebody activating her by, you know, communicating to her. I don't oh know. That's weird, but that's how I feel. Because I, what is she doing, man? What is she doing? What is she doing besides those videos or those Instagram? I feel like she's in the swimming pool a lot. Maybe she, she's probably, I don't know. She, I don't know what she does. What is, I have. Yeah, I have no idea what she does. I, just, I when you were saying that, I was imagining like her, like you walking by her, and she's just like humming "Toxic" or humming like one of her sure, exactly. <laughs> songs. Like, yeah, like every time she's in sleep mode, there's like a low level song that plays to calm her down in her in her state of like inactivity. You know what I mean? Oh my god, that's mm-hmm. creepy. <laughs> it is. It is imagine, creepy. I imagine you living with her and you wake up at two, three in the morning, and you and she's not next to you. And it's like you just hear the humming of toxic or like something in the background. Yeah, <laughs> that would yeah. be creepy. That would be really creepy. That yeah. would be wild for sure. I, I do know that there's a report of like uh, I think it was like her sister is actually trying to reclaim or oh, reclaim not reclaim Zoe. but claim ownership of or Zoe. control of like her state. Yeah. <laughs> Zoe one on one. 
Man, dude, that show was uh, that 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 show was a show, man. That stuff was hot and heavy. <laughs> that was a lot of drama for your mama, man. <laughs> dude, they pull me in every day, every day after school. They pull me in. I would always want to know what was going on in the what was the name of the high school? I don't know, man. But it was rich ass kids in Malibu. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, man, selling us this dream. Um, so on the topic of music, there's we got a topic here, um, a concern here. Uh, the one about Kanye West and mm, also yeah. the, the complexity of, of, of music in itself and, and being an, being an artist in the industry. So I don't know if you know, but um, on Twitter, Kanye has been kind of going off about how uh, he's a slave essentially to the music industry. His masters have been owned by Rockefeller Records, Universal and so forth. And he's, he's trying to change the future for, for future artists uh, to be able to own like their, you know, their property, their music and so forth. And like, it's pretty crazy. And, uh, you know, Kanye's, Kanye is special, right? I love Kanye, but, like, he's a very special guy. And um, he, he also posted something about how – so Kanye has his own record label called, you know, Good, uh, good oh, Records. Yeah. Or, or, sorry, Good Music. And um, he, he had posted – he was like, I'm giving back 50% ownership of the masters to my artists or whatever. And it was kind of – he was contradicting himself because, like, he was like, oh, you need to own your masters, yada, yada. And he's like, oh, actually, I'm going to give back 50%. And I'm like, hmm. I was like, what's going on here, man? I was like, I don't know about this. But anyways, that had me thinking about, like, how it's, it's the industry is just so, like, complex, dude, and, and it's so weird. And, like, it, it, it takes advantage of, like, you know, struggling artists and musicians who are, like, coming up. And, like, you put a fat check in front of a poor kid, he's going to say yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then now you own him for the rest of his life kind of thing. Like, and it's, it's, a, it's a weird scenario that, that, you know, to take advantage of, right? Oh, you're selling your soul, man. And in, in 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 a certain way, yeah, absolutely. That's a weird way to take it. So who? So is there like? Did he give out percentages of how much he owns, or do we know? Or he's just saying that he doesn't own and does? Is he saying that he doesn't own any of his masters at all? Um, I think he owns some of his masters now, but I believe his first six albums are not owned by him. The masters aren't owned by him; they're owned by by Universal. Yeah, but he, so he's trying to buy them back, or and he and he's tried to sue for them as well. I don't know um, how the litigation is and how how it's been doing or whatever, but apparently it's it's been a thing that's that's you know been hovering for a while, and I guess now he's trying to vocalize it. And it's funny because like uh, it's not really funny, but like uh, one of my other favorite artists, you know, Frank Ocean, he he went through a similar situation of trying to want to own his masters as well. And uh, yeah, it's like a it's a big reverberation like in in the industry. I think to like go independent and 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 you know own the things that you created or whatever and i don't know it's it's a weird it's a weird kind of thing i don't know sure so what's the solution do these just do you just sign on to other artists do artists just you know, do you go independent and these artists because the the advantage of having a record label is getting your album financed for studio mm-hmm. time and getting sound engineers and all that stuff and then distribution right but i mean distribution could be done on your own now, right? I mean, can an artist just put, you can put anything on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, right? You don't need exactly. to have a, so that gets solved. But so the, so the real issue is like having initial funds to lock in studio time. Is that, is that where the big cost of why somebody sells their rights away or what are they looking for? Upfront that's, money? Upfront yeah. Money, that's, probably. It's, I think it's the upfront money. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, um, 
like, you know, if, if we think about it from the, uh, maybe for myself, if like, let's say I was a musician, right. And I've been making music in my basement for the past five years. Right. And finally sure. somebody's paying attention and finally, you know, I can make some money off of this. And all of a sudden somebody slaps me with a $4 million check. Like, Hey, we want to sign you just make, you know, three albums for us. Like, I'm I'm gonna sit there and be like, man, I've been making 200 songs for the past, you know, for the past year. Like, I, I can give you three albums or whatever it is, you know, and like that's that's hell attempting. I think, I think the money initially is. You're right. I don't think you really need it anymore. But like, it's like it's almost like confirmation that like you're doing something that you're onto the right thing, you know. And like, sure. the smart artist would be like, hey, I'm gonna take. I'm not going to take this money. I'm going to go ahead and like do it the hard way and release music and like do it independent, whatever. But then it's tempting to say it's tempting to just take the money, you know, and go the, go the easier route. But I would say that that money's probably initially, I mean, a smart artist would probably use it for promotion, marketing, music videos, you know, dressing the part, buying the things that you want, you know, um, a, a pretty amazing artist that I follow now. Uh, his name is Dominic Fike, and he's like, he's awesome, dude. He's like a singer, a rapper, all that good stuff, and he has a great story um, behind him as well. He took the check, apparently, he took the check from Columbia Records because both of his parents are in prison, and he's he was living out of a motel, raising his his uh, little sister and his little brother. So he was mm. like, I, I need the lawyer money to, like, get my parents out of jail, so, like, you know, like, I want my family back kind of thing. And I was like, wow, like, that's amazing. Sometimes in that situation, like, you don't have a choice, you know? Yeah, no, you're not. You don't have much of a choice at all. Um, but I guess now they could. Uh, I mean, so I guess being personally financed and and maybe you know artists can in good faith upfront your money on like low interest or I I don't know something. I mean, because because he wanted a band together with who was it Jay Z? He wanted a, uh, uh, he wanted a band with a couple other people, right? And create some kind of like it sounded like he wanted to do like a union or something like that. Um, yeah yeah that's what it sounds that's what it sounded like and like i don't know man the the artist world is also kind of finicky too i I don't know i always feel like they're it's very contradicting you know um like they they want to they they preach independence but at the same time like it, it takes sometimes it takes dependence to get somebody off the ground and, and, and like, and for your brand to grow, like, you know, for a Kanye, whatever, like, like he had to sign a couple artists to like help, you know, beef up his himself. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, well, what I think it's weird is like, so I would be, I don't know, as an artist, it would bother me if I was some, I don't know. Cause so, so his, his record label is good music. Right. And he has, and he has uh, like big Sean and some push a T some other people like I, for some reason if i was big sean i would be bothered at night knowing that like kanye owns my music you know what i mean like exactly that already i mean as he is an artist or having any sense of ego i don't know it'd make me feel like why does why does this artist own my music that just makes me that just i would feel very low on the tier of i don't know fame but i, I don't know or like I can't be much of an artist if the artist that's also making music owns my music. <laughs> like, I don't know. That kind of sucks, man. That's just a, like a, I don't know. That's just a weird feeling to have. You can't, Absolutely. you can't go out there cocky saying you're the best rapper in the game when the rapper next to you owns your music. <laughs> exactly, man. You're, it's like this everlasting feeling of like living in somebody's shadow. Yeah, exactly. That's why every time anybody signs to Drake, I'm like, dude, I'm never going to see you again unless he wants to feature with you. But uh, other Drake, than that, yeah, well, Drake's a different animal. Yeah, 
Party Next Door did show up a few times, but other than that, like, you're not going to get seen unless he wants to feature with you, but he's going to sign you because he doesn't want you being in direct competition with him. Absolutely, man. I'll say something quick about Drake. So I'm, I'm a fa- I was a fan of his for a really long time, and he still makes pretty good music, but dude, he is a leech. He He's a succubus, actually. Not a leech. He's a succubus. He tracks you, he pulls you in, and then he just drains every every creative thing that he can out of you and makes it his own. It's the, yeah. it's the, it's the craziest, smartest, like business decision thing that he can do and like amazing talent of his, but like, it's so messed up. So messed mm-hmm. up. It's that H town hustle, man. He's going <laughs> out, dude, for real. It is. It's that grind. Um, but, um, anyways, um, we had, what else do we have here? I know we should, we should at least jump into, which is going to be a bridge, but the, the immigrant, the ice detention centers. Mm, that's mm, what that's mentioning. it. Um, yes. Well, before that, you know what's worth mentioning? Brianna Taylor, man, they did that woman wrong, and yes. and I'm sorry that that uh, the indictment, like out of the three, one, and it was only because bullets were you know shot negligently towards the neighbor. I, I, honestly, man, that's such a middle finger to the public that I, it almost feels intentional. It almost feels like there was like some house of cards deal with that judge. And they knew that it would be more of a slap on the face by giving such a bullshit charge. And and because it's just there's a consciousness of, hey, we're truly ignoring the justice we need to serve. And rather than just not doing anything and stay, I guess, neutral or whatever, we're actually going to just put an offense that it just tells you how close we were in doing good, but decided not to. And I don't mm. know, sometimes I feel like there's a force wanting to create more division, create more riots. I, man, I saw a house of cards and I don't doubt for one bit someone from the Trump team or from whatever team came down, spoke to that judge and said, hey, look, we need shit to be a little bit more chaotic towards the end because we really need to let people know that this man is a man of order. So someone got a big paycheck, I believe it, or somebody got the the pedophile pictures out of this judge. And that's I can't say that. And it's just, just imagining. OK, but I'm just saying all possibilities because that's, that was such a, a bullshit um, uh, decision by the judge. Absolutely. I can only imagine something very evil that could, that could have resulted that because it's, it's such a blind negligent thing to have done. Um, anyways, but that's all I have to say. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Justice for Brianna Taylor. And I, I, you know, I'm, I kind of see myself as somebody who doesn't like, doesn't, I'd like to hope that there's not like a, a like a larger you know dark power that's at at the works and like handing down these like you know handing down these decisions into like uh, telling you these directives like from from up top to like these smaller kind of cases right but in this situation like I don't know man I really don't know and like it, it might be internal it might be something that's like systemic like within like you know the organization so all of or the, the government. All of the above, but I can't ignore the fact that November's coming up and this stuff, it, it helps. It helps. It helps in, in, in a very dark, corrupt way, in a, a very mass manipulation, fixing, you know, leeching on people's emotions and put, I, I can't ignore all of the above though, systemic for sure. But I don't doubt that there is, I, there's a good possibility. In fact, I don't think we would be surprised if, if something like that came to light. Um, that's Absolutely. 
Um, it's yeah, funny man. that the world, the world we live in now, 2020, it's like nothing. I don't, I, I'm trying to think about it. Like, I don't know if anything would surprise me. Like if I heard tomorrow that, that, that is true that like, you know, whoever gave the directive, I'd be like, I knew it. Like, you know, for some reason, even though I didn't know it, I'd say that, you know what I mean? Like that's oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, yeah. Nothing right now would surprise me. Nothing at all. Really. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing left. I mean, anybody can come out as a pedophile and I could be like, yeah, sure. I saw it in the very, I saw it. I knew it. <laughs> Anybody, literally anybody, there's, I, I wouldn't be shocked with anybody now. Cause you know, you just never know. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, but going into the topic. So I just to, uh, just to, you know, tell you, I, I didn't read enough into the hysterectomy stuff, but like I heard about it like, you know, recently and it just uh, blew my mind and like, I should have dug into it more, but like, I want to hear, you know, your, your perspective of it. Um, like, what do you think about it? Like t- to me, like, you know, just reading the headlines and not doing enough research on it. Like I'm appalled and like, I, I can already sense like there is something there that is like, that is fact that is true, which is like, you know, migrants coming through potentially having kids and i know um there's a there was a an operation that the um forget where it was i think it was Ca- the state of california or something like that they're cracking down uh, this is a separate situation but very similar they're cracking down on chinese migrants coming into the states um like on vacation but they're pregnant having kids and giving and the and obviously if the kids are, are born here they get a citizenship and yeah. you know they get to go travel back and forth between china and the u.s and i think there's like some interesting nuances there around like, Oh, are these kids potentially going to be spies and yada, yada, whatever it may be, whatever. But this is like, this is kind of similar to that, but like, I don't know, like, you know, no, no, no. Mexicans are not sending Mexican spies. (laughs) 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 I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's even a fear of, I don't know. I mean, sure. They're bringing people. That's fine. But I don't think they're like, homegrown spies and they're developing them for the next 20 years <laughs> I think the Mexican government has other things because I know the communist party is in China's I'm definitely funding these trips or whatever I'm sure I'm sure there's something happening there a good college or whatever but I don't think the Mexicans are that <laughs> intentional and, and I say that as someone who's Hispanic has family there so I'm not saying we're not capable I'm saying we're very capable, but that's not our current priority. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely. We could send if we wanted to. But he, look, you, so I looked into it and I thought, well, first, look, Matt, first I had to know who this doctor was because they were specifically talking about a clinic in Georgia. So I don't know if this is happening in other areas in New Mexico or Arizona or in parts of Texas. And I don't doubt in other detention centers this is happening. I would be very curious about the large number of what, what is it called? Hyster... Oh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Hysterectomy? Hysterectomy. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what's the number across the board over like the, the last six, 12 months. Um, because then I think with the number, I could make a ba- better assumption as far as like, is this a, a, an intentional, large organizational push? Or is this just so happens that the individuals who are at these detention centers happen to just be on their own racist and they're just doing this on their own accord and if they're doing their own accord well anyways well so i looked into the to the one in georgia and and i was curious to i mean i was clearly i was i was expecting a white doctor but no that's not what i got and 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 because you would think okay someone who's performing with the intention of you know let's let's make sure we don't get any more mexicans 
I was expecting someone more Caucasian. And maybe that's a bad assumption. But the guy looked Indian. So I thought that was strange. And I mean, he could be an Indian racist against Mexicans, but I, <laughs> I would. So look, I'm just, I'm just, again, I'm going in there not knowing all the facts. Okay. So, but I was interested. I was like, well, this guy looks, I forgot what his name, uh, but they call him the uterus collector. Uh, so I'm wow, take- that's a hell of a name. That's wow. a hell of a name. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I is called um, the nurses there gave him the name of a, uh, uterus collector and uh, i got the name earlier but i can't find it anyways it it just you know anyways but it, it, see he seemed like an indian man maybe he's not indian if i'm wrong i'm wrong but i thought well what's this man's agenda if it's not racial assuming that he's not racist against these individuals what would be i mean i don't know man again i would have to go back is summoning from above you know sliding this guy a couple of billfolds to perform these things in order to get a story out of it so that it gets leaked at a certain time. I don't know, man. I, I I'm, I'm very cynical now as far as what I think people will do politically. And, and I don't know, I guess, I guess I don't know the facts. So let me state that. But mm-hmm. if this was happening in all different detention centers, I would be like, okay, there's definitely a Nazi level push against this that we don't know, but that's mm-hmm. due to be determined. And it's very possible that that could exist. But they're just the news articles that I'm finding online with quick searches is this individual called a uterus collector. And that dude's Indian or he looks he just Middle Eastern or something else. So I, I may, with that being said, and, it, and maybe it's just a very simple man's assumption, but I have to wonder if there's a money motive and who would mm-hmm. be supplying that money motive. And, 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 and I can think only political parties. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I can get very conspiratorial, but I don't want to. But <laughs> I, I'm just, um, it is a shame, though, that they were doing that. And and maybe, maybe I don't know. Anyways, go for it. Give I, me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I can I can definitely see a money motive because, I mean, to me, if they're doing it, like if, if, if it's the, if it's ICE contacting a, a doctor who's like, hey, are you willing to do this for this patient? We're ICE, yada, yada. Like there, there's definitely money motive there. There's potential for a contract, a government contract that could be very, very fruitful for that doctor or his business or whatever it may be. So I can see that for sure. I think for, for me, like I want to know more like um, – uh, like case by case, like you know, situationally, like what, what happened to these women? Like, why did they get it right? Like if it was forced upon them, like, like why was it forced upon them? You know, um, did some of them like want, or like want a hysterectomy? Like, I, I don't know, which, you know, I would think that they don't, um, just like, basing off assumptions, but like, you know, it's, it's very dark and it's, you know, it's very disturbing to think that people would be like, Oh, you're a migrant. Like we can't take care of your child. You're not going to have your child here. That kind of thing. Right. Like it, it's, it, it's appalling to think that like, we don't have the resources if a, if a woman is marrying child that you can just like help her through or put her in a hospital when she gets through it and then figure it out on the other end. Right. Like human life is so precious. And like, it's, it's to me, that's really fucked up. That isn't even in consideration. They're treating it like dumb mechanics with a car that doesn't work. They're like, well, the oil, the oil is just leaking. That's it. Well, we're just going to have to remove the whole engine. (laughs) It's it's just like just cliche bureaucracy. We could fix it with just one nail, but it'd be a lot easier and a lot more expensive and a lot more troublesome. if we just, rip the whole wall and start over with a new building, <laughs> you know? And so I wonder if that mentality, since it's a government service and, and detention center, 
because I know that I read that some women were complaining with discharge and some, you know, uh, issues. And I, I wonder if they just tackled those issues by being so brutal and removing uterus, which I don't know anything. I mean, I do know about female anatomy, <laughs> but I don't know if the uterus, uh, how much has to do with flow and, and people on the periods. Um, maybe if I knew more about that, I could probably maybe rationalize why such a procedure would be done. But I, they could have just not cared and said, look, we're just going to toss the whole car. We're not even going to bother trying to figure out why there's a noise inside or something or why your AC is not working. It could have just been that kind of like brutal bureaucratic mindset of. Yeah, you know, that's that's very feasible, bro. That's very feasible. Cause I mean, that's, that's where medicine came from. Essentially it was like, Oh, my foot is hurting. Okay. Cut the foot off. Right. Cause that's all they knew how to, you know, all they knew how to do. You have a headache. You have some head pressure. We're just going to make a, a small incision in the bag to release the air <laughs> uh, and also give you a lot of cocaine just so you can relax your nerves. But man, yeah, that's what I think. There's there's probably a motive and, and you know, it, it could go to the very top and it can sound very conspiratorial. But uh, it's a shame that they're doing that. Um, but anyways. Uh, you know you know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see if th- we shipped or we, we trained migrants into astronauts and they're the ones repopulating our new world, wherever that may be. Sure. Be- but then here's the problem. They go repopulate the new world and then the, the migrants, the minority are no longer the minority. And then they're now then the majority. And then they're probably because they're also humans are probably fast for 500 years, just as oppressive as we are to minorities or the Caucasians wow. are to the minority. So I don't wow. think it ever gets fixed. I think it's just a long problem. Well, look, I don't doubt that there's probably certain groups more. Ap- and I don't know. I, I can't even really say that. I'm just saying the 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 things that make us us. I think they 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 go beyond skin color and whatever. And I think if you place anybody in power or any group of people in power, I think it's just a matter of time till they become the evil that they claim they would never be. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's, you're saying it's in human nature to be to be that way. And I mean, I agree with you on the, like the tribal part of it. It's like, you know, we're innately tribal and like, we're going to defend our own and, and whoever is like us is like, you know, deserving of our protection and, and so forth. If they're different, they might be a threat. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Well, well, good talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good talk. Uh, We're at 45 minutes. So I know that we are trying to keep it around here. Um, so we should just Absolutely. end it. Yeah. <laughs> We'll end it. Catch you guys next time. Okay. Adios.